0: Hello and welcome back to another edition of Friends of the Vine Wine Podcast. This is episode seven with Christy Norman. Christy is a sommelier. She works at Spago down in Beverly Hills in California. One of the best wine lists and one of the best restaurants in all of LA, all of California is uh, Spago got a great wine list and uh, Christie is one of the main reasons why there's a great wine list down there she is a sommelier she is a uh, she runs a wine apparel company she is a social media powerhouse she runs a YouTube video series she's just started and in the process of starting a wine 101 course online so she's, uh, she's an influencer for wine. She's an influencer in social media. She has a lot of great content, and uh, she uh, she is a, a fun personality. She's a, she's a lot of fun. It was, a, it was a great chat with her, and you'll see it when, uh, or you'll hear it when, when we chat. So we talk about a bunch of different things. We talk about our mutual friend, Alex Anderson, who does a lot of the graphic design for a lot of her t-shirts for her wine apparel company. We talk about our mutual friends, which is Grable Vineyards, and they were they were nice enough to, to send me some wine, and I'm going to try and get some tasting notes done perhaps for the next podcast and be able to get those on, on the next podcast for you guys. So we talked about them for a little bit, and we talked about, of course, we talk about epiphanies in wine, which which is always a recurring theme in my podcast. And we also talk about women in the wine industry and, and the challenges that, that come from a industry which isn't as much male dominated as it used to be but it still has that kind of you know residual lingering effect sometimes when uh, when she's trying to present wine to people and she's she kind of mentions it's it's a lot better online than it is in person and she kind of goes into the details on that so there's a lot of different topics we hit and uh, one of the other things I wanted to talk about was I had some conversations with a few people who are into wine and, and quite knowledgeable. I consider them people who know uh, a bunch of things about wine and, and what they like, but they haven't seen the psalm films. And so I mentioned, oh, have you seen the psalm films? Which, of course, are still on Netflix, so it's not like they're not available. And I find it funny because people that haven't still seen them don't realize how great they are and how, how influential they can be. For me, it's they're in the top three of my favorite all-time wine-related movies. So to to hear someone say, "Well, I haven't seen them," it's uh it's it's interesting for me because they're such great movies and and they've they've impacted me in quite a way as well. So number one for me is to this day still is Bottle Shock. What a great movie! All about the you know true story of the Paris 1976 wine tasting. For me, great character actors, Alan Rickman, Bill Pullman, Christopher Pine, a lot of a lot of great actors in that uh, in that show. That will be our secret word. Let's make that our secret word, bottleshock. Let's make that for the giveaway contest. Our secret word will be bottleshock. So what I need you to do is submit that word to friends of the vine podcast at gmail.com. So friends of the vine podcast at gmail.com. And that's Bottle shock. The prize for this podcast will be one of the t-shirts from Christie's Wine Apparel Company. So the audio from the chat with Christie was done by Skype Podcast. As much as I would love to be able to fly around the world right now and interview people and chat with people in person, uh, it's just not possible right now. Let's just get right into this episode where we start talking about our mutual friends at Grable Vineyards
1: out to Vineyard, so they're, like, really good friends of mine.
0: Tell me about them, because they are going to send me some wine to taste as uh, samples, and uh, I'm going to chat about them. They seem super cool.
1: Yeah, they are really cool. They're actually, like, best friends with
0: my aunt. I just reached out to them and said, hey, can you send me a sample, and I'll I'll, I'll try out some of your wine, and they're like, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, their wine's really good. I like their Chardonnay, especially. Like, it's really So how was the interview with Alex, by the way? Did it come out? I didn't even see it. I'm so sorry.
0: Oh, it turned out really well. I want to
1: listen to it. I totally forgot that that was
0: happening. Yeah, it's episode four. Right now it comes out, if you're listening on like headphones, her voice will be in one ear and then my voice will be in the other ear. Oh. So I figured out for Rash. So somehow on Brian's one, which was episode three, I figured Mm -hmm. out how to do it. And then four and five, it went back to the left, right. And now on six, I figured out again how to do it. So I've got to, I might go back and, and tweak theirs. So yeah, so, and that's the thing is sometimes when I edit, I don't necessarily have headphones in. So then it just comes out and I didn't realize it was left, right, left, right. But it was cool. a great that's interview. Nice sitting in the room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's awesome. She's so, she's so cool. We, we chat quite a bit.
1: We're in like a girl's wine group message for like probably a year. We would talk like every single day. So she's one of my really good friends. She made this awesome, like, thrasher design, but it was, it's like a, it it says uh, Trousseau, Bon it. like, it looks sick. I'm really excited about it. (laughs) I love her. Yeah.
0: I want to get her to do, like, a doodle of the Hermitage Hill and have that as, like, a, you know, 8x10 whatever, and I can frame it and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that there should be some type of publication for psalms. So I have I have Alex doodling The Life Cycle of the Vine, which uh Madison Camplin is awesome. She's like her name's the, the nomadic grapevine. And she is she's a great writer. She's like W said Diploma student. Like she's so she's just used to like writing papers. She has so much material. Yeah. And so she's doing the life cycle of the vine and like kind of uh, like a cute, you know, funny, like interesting, you know, way to do that because I don't really like studying the biology of of grapes, like it's just not my thing. Anology is just not my thing at all. But like she is is uh, doodling these things for it, and Alice is just so down, so I'm I'm really excited for it. I mean, it won't be anything like crazy. It'll just be like little cartoons, like you know, five or six of them. But she was so down. She's a rock star, and I want to just, you know, and she gets money from it, too. Like, I want I want to support her as well, and I would love to just, like, have it blow up. I'm moving to Amazon with a couple of the designs. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if some t-shirts are going to take off. I, I definitely want the one that looks like the red box, like the Supreme-esque uh, one that says sommelier. I think having that on Amazon would actually be really good, because I personally have, like, looked for sommelier t-shirts, and, like, everything is stupid.
0: Yeah. Your adulting with alcohol is big everywhere, right? So it's obviously been picked up by a bunch of people with your stuff, and you're, you know, you're an engaging personality, and everything else. So, I mean, uh, your stuff flies, you know what I mean, with a lot of people. So, you just, uh, yeah, you just, you thank resonate, you. Uh, you resonate, I guess, with enough Canadians that you've got a lot of fan base up here, I guess.
1: Yeah, it, it's been like a, about a year and a half that since I've started the Instagram maybe like a little bit longer and so it's crazy because like for about the first year like I didn't I didn't realize kind of what was going on and then so I asked for guest authors and all these different people to uh, I asked for collaborations right so I got you know maybe 60 emails of people who wanted to collaborate and I've been Skype interviewing a few of them just that I really wanted to get to know and connect with like people who are going to be like on my team and like people who I really want to work with and like feel a connection with. I reached out to them to like chat. It's so amazing because I'm hearing all these stories of like how, you know, these people heard about me or like, you know, if you know these people were talking about me at this tasting or whatever. And it's really mind boggling. I didn't have this social media presence at all, you know, two years ago. And it just, I think just doing it, constantly and like being authentic it's cool like you attract these people but it's it's like I, I haven't even realized like what kind of reach I have I guess like I'm, I'm starting to see it a little bit I walked into like Mastro's and the hostess immediately was like hey Christy I'm like hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> nice to meet you I'm really blessed like it's really cool to like know everybody and you know yeah. be able to have fun yeah. everywhere I guess <laughs>
0: you're obviously impacting a lot of people in in your you you and your style are definitely resonating with people enough that they feel like they can, you know, come up and, ch- and chat with you, in a, you know like, they know, like they know you. Like, I feel like I know you and we've chatted the last, you know, six months or whatever. And, and I feel like we will know each other at this point, you know what I mean? So you, you get that connection, right?
1: Apparently, when somebody has seen your face, like, cumulatively for seven hours, like, seen videos of you talking for seven hours, then they will trust you when you constantly post content every, every, you know, three second clip here and there just kind of like adds up. And when people see that, you know, you're congruent kind of on all these aspects, they can just kind of like put it together. I don't know if you saw today, actually, I just announced the wine course that I'm working on. I
0: I was going to, I was going to ask you about that.
1: I think adulting with alcohol is great. I worked really hard on it. I had a lot of help on it. My vision is to like break things down simply for regular people. And I, and I think adulting with alcohol did resonate with a lot of people, but they were wine people because I was making wine jokes that only wine people would get, but also like thrown in with like the basic information. So although I think the production value and everything was, was really cool and I'll keep them up for a while at least, you know, I want people to see them. I don't know that it was necessarily like the best tool in teaching necessarily. Like if I if I was really trying to learn about wine, I think that buying you know, an affordable like 30 day wine course is going to be much more effective. It's crazy, the people that I'm attracting are like the same person. I'm like, how are you me? Like like, literally, and it's so incredible and I feel so, you know, passionate and like inspired by these humans because I'm like wow shit like I am being authentic because exactly what I'm putting out is coming back to me like these people are just like so energetic driven and like just really want like what's good in the wine world essentially and like you know really want to create something about you and it's so rad but I do struggle with that because I'm like, how much am I? How much is okay to share? Like, but then I get such great feedback, and I get like, I feel like that's when people really get to know me when I'm sharing about like the leadership course that I was in or whatever, and like the way that I'm feeling, you know, what I'm doing for like my personal development. That they care about that too. I mean, we're all people with lots of different interests, and I think wine people especially have a lot of diverse interests and are usually like pretty affluent and well-read.
0: There's a level of authenticity and being personal and then there's a level where people want to get too much into your private life and know too much about you
1: yeah it's it's really tough though because i i like to be an open book and i and i like to be able to answer questions you know it's hard because i'm getting to the point where i get like 50 to 100 dms a day i get asked what advice you know oh like i'm taking my certified exam like what advice do you have but it's it's a hard you know situation to be in because i know a lot of masters like a lot of master psalms. And we're not supposed to, like, say, you know, questions that we've gotten on the exam. We're supposed to, you know, we're, we're not supposed to share any of that information. That's not allowed. Like, you would get kicked out mm-hmm. if you, like, release that information. So a lot of people will ask me, like, what specific questions I got and stuff like that. And just, I can't answer that. I'm sorry.
0: And you're, you're advanced <laughs> level, right?
1: I'm, uh, I'm certified in the Court of Master Sommeliers, and right. then I'm advanced Perfect. in WSET. I didn't get in this year there's like uh, a thousand applicants and there's 300 seats
0: Sean Nelson he's in advance and he I think this is his first attempt I think it's in the fall is the masters I don't want to say the fall but I can't I can't remember he's basically going for his first attempt for the masters
1: oh cool yeah yeah it's coming yeah. up in um, I thought that was like September
0: yeah I think so but he was just over yeah. with um, with Rajpar in uh, Vienna, that um, wine festival they have over there.
1: Oh, cool. With Ken Fredrickson too, then. Yeah. yeah. I like that dude. I don't really post too much about it, but I started a, a couple tasting groups that's Um And I once went to a tasting. Do you know who Fred Dame is? Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Right. All right. So he's the master sommelier. He's like the most famous tasting guy ever. He like passed by only smelling all six of his wine. Didn't even taste them. Yeah. And he's nailed yeah. every single first one. Time, first time. Uh, first time. He had a monthly tasting group while he was at Southern. Um, he had a t- monthly tasting group at Beverly Hills, and I was certified, but they like let me in. I had like really wanted to be in it, and um, I went once, and there were there were ten seats with wine pour, and only two people showed up, me and one other guy. That's and crazy. I was so embarrassed. And I was like, I can't do this. And that was like a really crazy moment. It had nothing to do with Fred. It had nothing to do with the organizer. It was just that Los Angeles people are flaky. And they don't give a shit. At least the songs that I had been experiencing. I was really pissed off about it.
0: And the thing so, is, if you really- think of anybody, Fred fucking Dane, you'd be there exactly. with bells on. Right?
1: Exactly. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, so I decided to start a tasting group for certified students like going for advanced and so it really started off really small i was like okay like maybe a few people will do it i have like maybe eight or nine people that would be interested and then i put it off on guildsom and this is the thing in my tasting group it's like very clear like you will not be late if you are late you will call me if you don't call me you're going to be kicked out like period you're subjected to asian shame I will not have that. You will be on time period. You will help set up when I ask you to set up. You know what I mean? It's not to be mean. It's just because I was like, look, I'm going to invite masters, of wine, masters, sommeliers, like regional experts to come in and teach shit. And I want to know that you're going to be there and on time. That's That was the only purpose, you know, because it's like, I'm not going to invite these like really high up people and then have you not show up. So I just set the expectations really high. And I was like, okay, like maybe, you know, like 10, 15 people like max, I'm pushing on 30 certified songs. Matt Lane came and taught a Wines of Barossa class. It's amazing. It was like Penfold, Tenshki, all these amazing Barossa, Torbreck, obviously, all these amazing Barossa producers all next to each other. One of the best classes I have ever personally been to. He's like so engaging and amazing. I had Dylan Proctor, Eric Entrican, Master Sommelier. We had Jeff Lobiski last week, the MW. Who else? Nick Hetzel. Next month I have Sarah Floyd coming twice because she's a badass bitch and she's amazing. It's funny because I'm kind of like Insta Wine famous, so I to I I think a lot of like Masters of Wine and Master Sommeliers and stuff. I'm kind of like safe. I don't know if that makes sense. Like they're also like in that club, so I'm like now in that pod. I really wanted to use like my wine influence okay. to kind of try to get the education going here. Jeff Levitsky said that he wanted to do like a business of the sommelier like course. And he's like, well, now I feel confident that we could like get people in LA because that was just, I had like 15 people there yesterday and I didn't even tell them he was coming. I like always keep it a surprise. <laughs> so I'll be like, by the way, tomorrow you have a mastermind coming.
0: Being in an industry that to me, it's not necessarily this male dominated industry anymore because there are so many women that are, like you said, kicking ass and and becoming coming psalms or becoming master psalms or like my cousin's my first podcast my cousin she's been a winemaker for like 10 years she's gone around the world making wine and stuff and uh you know there's so many big names that you know of and that's w- one of the things i've been trying to do on the podcast is is every second podcast pretty much i'm trying to have make sure i represent you know what i mean yeah that's great yeah because
1: uh it's if- tough for a woman in the psalm community like in person online i feel like it's much easier like online we get a ton of support and you know when you're out on the floor or like when you're out at a tasting and there's like five women and it of like 50 dudes you're like man where my girl's at you know honestly i've before it would make me really insecure and i would get really like upset you know when someone was like oh you're a psalm oh wait no you're not a real psalm or something like those things would bother me at one point, but now I'm just kind of like, I'm going to bring you wine that you like. Sorry. Like, I'm going to ask you three questions Mac, and you're going to love it. But, you know, that's the only way that I can kind of like affect this industry in that way. Other than like the online presence. It used to, like, I cried. I cried because I was so upset. And then my boss was just like, don't worry about it. Like, Phil's like, Christy, don't worry about it. They don't, they don't know. You know, they, they're they just stupid. I don't know. It's probably like six months ago. I've only been at Sago for like two years. it was six months ago where i was just kind of like i know this list better than anybody in this restaurant and if anybody's gonna have the answer it's gonna be me so if you don't want to listen to me that's cool like it's fine but you know i'm the head zom on duty right now
0: i'm gonna look up so i don't lose track i'm gonna look up some of the questions i have for you otherwise i'm gonna lose track of otherwise we're just gonna keep chatting and uh yeah sorry you
1: had
0: first got on the wine did you have it an epiphany or was it just like a gradual appreciation or was there like a uh, one moment or
1: no one of my regulars this was like right after i passed level one uh which was like right after my 21st birthday i i have a tattoo on my finger of like a little tiny wine glass and i always tell people because it is it's a 2010 pataroos vipendel by saxon it was one of my regulars gave me a sip of it it was just like their cork they brought in and i was like oh my god this is what wine is supposed to be like Ah! (laughs) and of course you know it's like it's really rich and you know it has a lot of residual sugar not a bad thing necessarily it's just the style not something that I drink on a regular basis now but like at the time it was the most spectacular wine I've ever had and I think it got like a really high number of points I can't remember but I think 2010 might have been a 100 point wine or something Not that that matters all that much. It was was like, you know, it was one of those wines for me. I was like, wow, it's incredible. My life has changed. You know, anybody can drink really good wine if they have a lot of money. You know, and I I think that the value in sommelier now will be really finding the excellent values and like elevating that and bringing them, you know, to the masses. Because there's some wine that just, I think that anybody can go in, if they buy a Bataille Marche from Le Fleuve, like it's going to be exceptional. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Finding the, the wine that's in the off vintage, but is really delicious and like great value. That's where like the power is, and like the magic is. The Wine
0: 101 course you got coming up.
1: I actually have dates of like when I'm going to film. I already have a producer that's like co-producing with me. Like our dates are locked in. So now it's just about like finishing it and making it actually happen. I don't know I have a lot of stuff going on but I think like the more you put on your plate like you just learn to like carry it better and like asking for help too the timeline for that probably I think we're filming at the end of July so I think it'll be available for purchase sometime in August that should I mean that should be like plenty of time I'm hoping to have it up sooner than that you log in every day there will be new content posted for you that's like two to three short five three to five minute videos each where it's just going to be me chatting with you talking with you and giving you um an an exact learning objective for the day and at the end of the session you're going to have come out actually having learned something you're going to have a quiz that tests your comprehension i'm also going to have a pdf document that you can take notes if you want to follow along or there will be a completed like filled out version if you just want to have that as well cohesive and comprehension there'll also be like a discussion board probably at the bottom so that people you know I'll ask you to like share and stuff it's very like engaging interactive because I am so passionate about this right now and I'm a really great explainer that I think that I need to bottle this and it's also going to come with a lot of like motivation too because I think that sometimes you know we give up before we even get started that i mean everybody has the access to buy wine for dummies or wine folly or whatever everybody has the information there but i really want to be like a coach to you know encourage and inspire people to want to learn about this and and make them understand why it's cool and why it's interesting and then when you have it in that context you're like okay now i i'm going to remember what the grapes in new zealand are because of this this myth this.
0: with your passion and your enthusiasm I think that's the easiest way for people to get uh, get engaged and stuff, right? Because you bring so much passion into it.
1: I was thinking, like, why don't I just offer it for free? Because I love everybody. But, you know, I think that there is, like, something to be said about how much you value a thing.
0: You get invested a little bit more into it as well.
1: Right. Once there's skin in the game, you yeah. know, that's when, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's when you, you give a shit. Yeah. And I think that, you know, creating value for my friends and family, like, that's enough for me.
0: I think I'm gonna leave it here. Sounds um, good. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. A lot of fun chatting with you.
0: We had a lot of fun in that in that chat. That was that was a lot of fun. So just a reminder for everyone the secret word from earlier was bottle shock. And you can send that secret word to friends of the vine podcast at gmail.com and you'll be entered in the draw for one of the t-shirts from Christie's Wine Apparel Company. So next up will be episode 8, and I already have an interview all recorded. just need to edit it, and that's with Bianca Bosker, and she is the author of Cork Dork, which is on the New York Times bestseller list. And future episodes are going to include Jason Wise, who is the director from Psalm. He's got the new one coming out very soon. So we're going to chat about the psalm films, and that is an upcoming episode. And I've got a couple other episodes lined up with some local Okanagan winemakers, so hopefully we can get those sorted out in the near future. That'll be it for now. Take care, and have a glass for me.